So nice to see all of you. I'd like to start this evening with a few moments of arriving and settling. Just noticing the solid earth under the body. Hearing the roar of the thunder. The music of the rain. the freshness of the in-breath the warmth of the out-breath Sensing the earth below rising up to support you. The floor of our temple. Sensing the air flowing in 
to the body to nourish you the breath of our temple. Sensing the vast sky above. Raining down its bounty. Our temple's consecration water. Taking in the sound of the thunder, like this temple's ritual drums.
So during this retreat, our temple will be this natural world. Our temple will be the forest and the meadows. Our temple ceiling is the infinite sky above. And our temple for this retreat is the wide, wide, wild world. And we will be gathering in a constructed temple at times in the retreat. But we'll be playing in the bigger temple a lot. And following in the lineage of yogis and practitioners, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, who have found their inspiration in the wilderness. And we'll also be practicing in the retreat hut of this body. That is taking our own physical body, our energetic body, and our heart-mind as the retreat space. Very portable, that retreat hut. We can take it anywhere. So this is the way we'll be practicing this week, and it is a part of a process that I have lately been thinking of as rewilding the soul. So hence the title of this retreat, Rewilding the Soul. And we might think that, but wait, there's no soul in Buddhism. (laughs) If you happen to be a, a student of Buddhism, and you don't necessarily have to be to be at this retreat, but you might be. And then you might think, wait, I liked this tradition because there was no soul. How I'm thinking about soul here is something like the deeper parts of our heart-mind, the deeper parts of 
our being that yearn for, that call for reunion with our ancient home. And those parts have become a little alienated from that home. Maybe that was something that started a couple of centuries ago, not even in our lifetime. But somehow, many of us find ourselves feeling a little bit removed from that wildness. And so it's not that we haven't been wild before, or even that we are wild now, maybe wild now, at some level. But there's also quite a bit of civilizing on top of that wildness. And quite a bit of conditioning has gone along with our upbringing and our I just realized who you are. I knew you looked familiar. Oh my gosh. Welcome. There may be others that I go like that too as we hang out together. Um, So we'll be engaging a little bit in reconnecting. The rewilding is about reconnecting with those parts of the self that yearn to be free. So that's what we're going to be doing together in the next few days. And on our temple, the wilderness, the woods, the grasses, the meadows, and our retreat hut, this body, and occasionally our shelter, this beautiful temple here at BCBS, which I just love it. One of the things I love most about this temple, this built temple, is the smell. Did you notice the smell when you walked in? The wood is just fragrant. So how our time, just to tell you a little bit about how our time will unfold together during the days, Our mornings, we'll be doing a little bit of sampling of the literature and the poetry of the traditions, I want to say traditions, of Buddhism Um, and connecting to the lineage of wilderness 
practitioners, if you will, which is a long and venerable lineage. So we'll be doing a little bit of what we might call Dharma study in the morning, connecting to that material. And then some meditation practice and some movement practice outside in the wild spaces here. And then in the afternoons, we're going to be taking what I've been calling a wilderness plunge in the afternoons that is a little bit more of a self-guided journey into the wild spaces around BCBS. And in those plunges, we're going to be seeking treasure. And what I mean by treasure are transmissions, which I'll go into a little bit tomorrow, what this means, transmission, from the wild natural world. In other words, in the afternoons, we're going to be asking, requesting the wilderness to be our teacher. We're requesting the wilderness to convey to us the Dharma. And I'll go into that practice a little bit with you, of course, tomorrow and the next day. And we'll also be processing that experience a little bit in small groups in the afternoon. And these groups are going to be continuing for the whole, for the, for the three days, the three full days that we're together. So whatever group that you start with tomorrow, you'll continue together for the next two days. Because some of what we're doing here is also creating Sangha. And so Sangha, many of you know, maybe most of you know, or maybe not, but if you don't, it's okay, means community. So creating community and planting the seeds for spiritual friendship, which is so very important on our path of practice. And then in the evenings on the retreat, we're going to gather together to share, to make offerings based on the transmissions and the gifts that our wilderness temple has offered up during the day. So that's going to be the kind of arc or the trajectory of our days. And we'll begin every morning, early in the morning, seven, with practice. And my dear friend and assistant, Kara, will be leading that practice in the morning. Um, Kara is a longtime connected friend through Dharma practice and community. And she's also a graduate student right now at Harvard Divinity School and has been studying both academic Dharma and also the Dharma of practice. So I would say Kara is a scholar practitioner. Would that be a right assessment? 
<laughs> I think a scholar practitioner describes Kara. And so she'll be guiding us, uh, you in the morning, in the practice of meditation. And will also be assisting me on the retreat. And so um, we may be doing some things together. We may be occasionally talking. Um, so because just for functional purposes, just so you're aware. Um, and the rest of the time during our retreat, we will be in silence. So keeping the practice of noble silence. And I'm curious, how many people here are new to noble silence, like have not practiced it before? Okay, okay, a few people. Welcome to <laughs> the practice of noble silence. You will probably always remember this as your first silent retreat, hopefully not your last. And so this practice of noble silence is very much about providing us with the space to go deep within. And something really beautiful happens when we keep silence in community. And it has to do with this kind of discovery that we can be deeply connected and intimate, and also deeply self-aware at the same time. And it's not an experience that we have very often in our society, in our culture, in our communities, to be able to be together and also deeply introspective, self-aware at the same time. It's a very interesting combination of conditions. So I want to move into now, the reason we're in a circle here, into a practice of opening circle, which is just a practice of getting to know each other a little bit and then sharing a bit around the circle so that we can all get to know each other here in the beginning and continue to deepen in that getting to know each other over the course of the retreat. And so, I don't know about you, but I'm very um, introverted. You might not know it because I'm up here talking at you, <laughs> talking to you. But actually, um, very, I get very nervous when I have to present in a circle. So I have a particular, oh good, there's other people too. I have a particular technique for this. I guess you might call it an icebreaker that for me is much more comfortable than just going around the circle and asking you each to introduce yourself. So that is to get into pairs, so to get into twos. So you well, can turn to your neighbor, um, just do that right now, just acknowledge a neighbor. Uh, so just two people, just you know, make sure you know who your partner is here and you might even, yeah, turn to face each other is fine. And if you find yourself without a partner Raise your hand. Okay, here's someone without a partner. Uh, those two there. Someone, oh wait, there's still someone here who needs a partner. So maybe Kara might sit. Oh yeah, Kara, okay, thank you. Yes. Um, so go near your partner and you can turn to face your partner before I give instructions. So the instructions are so you're just going to introduce yourself, and then you're just going to ask 
um, your partner's name, and then where they came from today. So where did they come from to come to the retreat? Um, so wherever they're, not necessarily their home, they might have come from their home, right? Or they might be nomadic. I've been nomadic for the last year, so I'm very sensitive to nomadics. <laughs> and so you might say, I'm nomadic, but I just came from this such and such a place. It's just so you can get a sense of where we came from today, and then names. And then the other question, third question that you're going to ask, so ask for the name, the place, and then you're going to ask your partner for um, what drew you here. You're going to ask your partner what drew you here, and then just and then take a little while to explore that when when it, when you're being asked the question. So take a little while to think about it, to explore it, to speak it out, to talk it out, and then you and then you can ask those questions of your partner, and you want to take note of their answers because you're going to have to introduce them to the group. So don't forget their name. <laughs> All right. So you may begin. And you have a few minutes. You have uh, seven minutes to do this. Hey, go ahead.
All right, good job. Everyone, did everyone get both sides? No, we need another half hour. Ah, nice, nice. Well, we'll see if we can get that in there somewhere. All right, so, so we're going to go around, and I think this, yeah, do you know about this? Do any of us know about this? Let's see. This probably has an on and an off. Oh, that looks like it's on. So I'm going to send this around. And... <laughs> so you get to introduce. Yes. So you're who, it's very easy. Who, where, and what? <laughs> this is Yogi. So that was easy. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Good. And he is from Arlington, Massachusetts. And he has come. What drew him here was he liked to gain some insight and clarity going forward after the pandemic, and he's hoping that nature and the Sangha can be supportive and helpful to him in that. Okay. Her name is Harriet. <laughs> She's from Glens Falls, New York, which is five miles south of Adirondacks. She loves uh, nature, and uh, so that's what drew her here. Um, she wants to, she would like to explore nature around here and then go deeper with her practice. Um, on a side note, she likes to crack a lot of jokes, so she can't wait for the noble silence, so all of us don't have to suffer with her jokes. So. <laughs> Uh, this is Pam. Pam uh, is from the town I live in, so we're reminiscing about streets, and her grandfather was a very important person. In, so, but that's beside the point. That was dinner, actually. So, um, but, but Pam is interested in this workshop in part because she had a long career as a special education teacher and got burned out and uh, has been looking for peace of mind um, and has moved towards meditation and is really finding some richness in that um, and in, in retirement. And the, the sort of open, sounds like it's sounded to me like it's opening up some doors for you, some possibilities that's very exciting for you. Um, what else? And, and you've had, you said you said some, some surgery and that this is, part of that healing process, which I know is true for me. Um, what am I missing? <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Hi, this is Mike, and he lives in the town that I grew up in but no longer live, so that was dinner. Is he Holden, Mass? So that was really, that was a huge connection just coming. So... Um, he is entering into the retirement era and thinking about that a lot. And he also had surgery, which was very, very painful and left a lot of scars in his well-being. And he knows he, it's healed, 
but he knows there's more healing he needs inside to really, really get there with it and feel whole again. He loves the outdoors, has always. His family does not, you know, when he grew up, he was the only one out and about. So this really drew him, um, being in the wildness and uh, connecting. He just really wants to go deeper and feel all he needs to feel and open up and grow. So this is Richard from Burlington, Connecticut. And he actually gets here about once a year. And what drew him really was your teaching. Um, he's seen you a lot, like five times in the last, um, in the last um, few years. So he really spent a lot of time in nature growing up and really feels that pull to get out of his head and more into his body, and that is why he is here. Thank you. So this is Selena. Uh, she has come up from Washington, D.C. to be with us um, and practices with one of the Insight Meditation Centers down there. Um, it is her first time being at a... Uh, day that's or a retreat that's more than one day um, and had always wanted to see BCBS because of its historic nature and everything so um, and we found that in common that sense of um, sometimes being so like drawn into your work life and the like that you end up living too much in your head uh, so nature uh, has been calling to her, as has BCBS, and I think that's it. So I'd like to introduce Kate, who came from Worcester today, and she's very blessed to live in Worcester because it's close to BCBS, <laughs> and she comes here often. In fact, I think we call it a second home here, comes here regularly. Kate also really loves to hike, and she hikes in the White Mountains of New Hampshire and spends time there, likes the quiet, the solitude, uh, the smell of the air, the sky. It's just everything about it. And so this was an opportunity for Kate to come and explore that further with us this weekend. And it was great to meet you, Kate. This is the lovely Michael, um, who comes from Australia, but not today, uh, comes from Great Barrington, uh, where he's been living for uh, quite some time. Um, and he has a home in Maine, so he, uh, and, and on his way there and back, there are three Whole Foods that he passes, so he can choose which one he'd like to go to. Um, but when he's in Maine, there's, uh, he gets to go kayaking, and he's right on a lake, and it's really beautiful there. Um, and so the, the title of this, of this weekend was really what spoke to him. He loved the idea of rewilding. And when he was kayaking recently, he um, saw this rock, and it had these flowers growing out of it. And he was so moved by the conditions that must have taken place to, to have that happen. I thought that was really beautiful. Um, I think I got the majority. Uh, but he also spent some time in Kripalu, uh, 
uh, a little while back. So, yeah, and it's been practicing for a while. Nice to meet you. I feel very awkward talking about this. Um, this is Deb. Deb is from Hopedale. Um, I'm gonna, you are a meditation and yoga teacher. Um, and she was drawn to this course because she had read Willow's book and was very inspired by it. Um, and is also very interested in the mind-body connection as it relates to meditation, so. This is Kristen, and she grew up in Florida, but lives in Boston now, and spends a lot of time with her dog. And they've been to the Smoky Mountains, they've been out, out and about together in nature, and she's done um, some online with the uh, Insight or Cambridge meditation. Um, but this is the first in-person retreat, and um, hmm. I think that's all I remember, <laughs> but thank So I have the pleasure of introducing Elizabeth. Elizabeth has probably the shortest commute of anyone here because she only had to come from the forest refuge right up the hill, and uh, I believe resides here uh, and works. And um, she is granted time only in the evening to come and join us. So she's going to try to get as much as she can out of that time. And she um, is especially drawn, Willa, to your teachings and was extremely inspired by one of your books especially. Um, the one um, dealing with the body, talking a lot about the body's energy, and those are some of the topics that really intrigue her at this time. So she's looking forward to hearing more. Thank you, Leslie. That was so nice. This is Leslie, and she is from the North Shore of Massachusetts, and I have forgotten the name of the town. Amesbury. I'm, I'm new to Massachusetts, so I'm still learning these names. And Leslie is, um, she had a small, win she had a window in her, in her calendar because of also a surgery. And, uh, um, and so this was, uh, it also spoke to her, her attraction to nature, but I'll get to that in a second. But she's aware now, she's in her recovery stage, and she's aware of kind of attention within her as she wants to, um, you know, embrace this retreat and all it has to offer, but also recognizing she has to take it easy and how it's difficult. Um, and, you know, it's difficult to listen to the body in that way and to respect the body's limits in that way. So she's kind of weighing all that in this moment. Um, she, uh, she loves nature, she's drawn to nature, and she's especially interested in connections between nature and the divine feminine. And she's been particularly aware lately of um, just kind of the masculine energies that drive us in our daily routines and 
competing and uh, keeping up and going faster and more productivity. And um, she wants to um, she wants to go into nature and very deliberately and intentionally invite nature to um, to enter to enter in and inspire her and um, maybe answer some of her questions. Um, she has become aware lately that when she is in nature, she's doing things like, I've got to get my exercise in, I've got to admire this beautiful landscape so I can go on and do something else. And she said she hopes that in this retreat she can find a deeper connection to nature. Good evening. I would like to introduce you all to Susan. Susan is from Milford, Connecticut. She is a wise and learned woman who has studied the heart, the mind, many things. Might just have all the answers. Studied also meditation. But this is her very first in-person retreat. She's only done via Zoom. I'm very proud of her. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not certain, but I think Wendy gets the prize for traveling the most distance to come here. She's been up <clears throat> since 4 o'clock this morning, or traveling since 4 o'clock. That's not the biggest part. This, I mean, that's okay. <clears throat> she is extraordinarily courageous and inspirational. She's not meditated prior, not over YouTube. <laughs> she just got on a plane and came here. She did have um, a little bit of support that brought her specifically here to meditate. It's because of you and her Mom's second husband, you and he are friends. He recommended that this is a good place for her to be. So I'm grateful to having had the opportunity to meet her and then, you know, all these feelings of being feeling inspired and you know. And thank you. Who 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 is this? <laughs> Florida? Wait, now we're curious. And where, and where did you come from? We didn't hear. We didn't hear. Hmm? Key West. Oh, okay, okay. Key West. Key West. Key West. Wendy. Wendy. We, I know. I'll meet later. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Eric. Eric is coming from Newton, Mass. today. Eric is familiar with your work, Willa, um, and wanted to come today to learn more and uh, hopefully intrigue you to come speak to his faith group in Oregon, uh, where he used to live. Uh, Eric is also looking for uh, more of a connection with people around these topics, so he's also looking for Sangha. Thanks, Mike. This is Mike. And uh, so 
grateful that he's here. It's been, uh, he described a tough couple of years and used the term uh, neglected in referencing his uh, sort of the spiritual dimension of his life. Uh, I'm not 100% convinced of that because uh, he's, uh, he's an avid uh, bird watcher and uh, but in his mind it's, that's not a spiritual practice but he's, think, he's hoping that maybe change that perspective through this and uh, he's looking to get guidance and support for uh, deepening his relationship to uh, his own spirituality, which he, uh, the last couple of years, maybe have shown him is really important. Thank you. I have the pleasure of introducing Catherine, who um, also comes from very close to where I live, so it was like, whoa, we sat next to each other. Um, but she lives in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, uh, and uh, the first thing Catherine said in response to coming here is, I need a rest. And I really sense that that's coming from a very deep place. And I was struck, um, she also talks about how she likes to be out in nature and she likes to walk and hike, and. Uh, um, uh, she's looking forward to that, but I'm struck by the wanting to be, um, have a rest and being attracted to a retreat that's entitled Rewilding. So um, I think there's something really beautiful in that, and we talked about that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's to be in nature, she, she wants to do that, and um, is looking forward to being more introspective about it and getting some rest. This is Caroline, and Caroline comes from Providence, Rhode Island, which is about 15 minutes from where I am. And Caroline is uh, very passionate about the wilderness and trees, and she described how she doesn't really see a, um, um, a separation, that we're on a continuum. And um, Caroline has, seems to have been practicing in this way for some time, and you have some background in yoga. So the somatic aspects of this approach to uh, mindfulness are, um, you're right at home in that. Did I describe it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, this is Iris, and Iris came here today from Concord, Massachusetts, and um, she was drawn to this course because she's taking a year-long course with Willa on rewilding the soul, um, and she also talked about how she's been incorporating some of what she's learning in her daily practice and like going outside in the morning, and she's found that to be a very important experience is opening up something new for her in her practice. Um, and she's interested in, you know, having, connecting more with fellow practitioners. 
This is Lisa, um, and Lisa lives in Alstead, New Hampshire, which is 20 minutes or 20 miles north of Keene, is that correct? <laughs> 20 minutes. Um, and Lisa lives in a uh, morning sun community, a Thich Nhat Hanh community. Um, previously lived in a cabin with no electricity, no running water as well. Um, now has electricity and running water, but really uh, recalls that experience of being more connected to the natural world and would like to reconnect in that way um, and feels very nourished by nature. Hi. Uh, Kara, I feel like I'm reading from the notes we were given earlier, is a student at Harvard Divinity School and came here to us today from Cambridge. Um, Kara uh, came to the, the study of, of Dharma a little sooner than she did the, the scholastic um, investigation of it. But she finds a deep connection to the, the rhythms of the natural world, to the, the weather, to the elements, to the seasons. And uh, she greatly enjoys gardening and being, uh, being in nature uh, as fully as she can. Um, and she was uh, drawn to this retreat in particular by Lama Willis' invitation. I'm really happy to introduce Ray to you all. Ray is coming to us today from Worcester, so he had a short drive of about 20 minutes, but he described it was like enough of a liminal space to feel the separation from the city and total change of location. Um, and this is Ray's first retreat and first time in silence, but a long time in the making. Um, he's been a practitioner of mindfulness for many years. Um, and took a course with John Kabat-Zinn, it sounds like a long long while back, and so he's been practicing that for a while. Um, but described being able to feel in himself when he knows that he's a little depleted or like his strength is low, and so he's here in part to kind of rejuvenate that. He described it as to go inwards in order to be able to go outwards again and be with others, so I thought that was beautiful. And this is Lisa, and Lisa is, she's living in Hadley and also Texas, but right now she's in Hadley, and she's from, originally from around this area. And Lisa is a psychotherapist and very interested in mindfulness and meditation and psychotherapy, and I could sense that you were very passionate about that and of its importance. And she came to this. She, you, you said that you haven't been in noble silence since before COVID. I think you said 2019. And she's drawn to this because she um, attended, uh, it must have been a retreat from Lama Willa and from in New Mexico years, some years back. And um, 
was, that was a moving experience for her. So. <laughs> I feel very seen and heard. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm really glad to introduce Christine, who's here today from Reading, and um, who was drawn to this retreat because she feels she gets too serious about meditating, and it becomes, um, I think you said constricted. I hope I'm not putting that word on it, but very serious and heavy. (laughs) And um, wants to introduce more play and levity, and um, had the chance to do that recently at a retreat at IMS when the seriousness didn't work very well. And she was having a rough time and decided instead to be outdoors and um, found that to be a wonderfully moving and helpful practice. Yeah. Um, I'd like to introduce uh, you to um, Haley, uh, who is from Western Massachusetts, so an hour uh, away from here. Um, Haley is um, weary and she needs rest, and she would like to understand and embrace. Uh, the moment she is in right now, um, she's pregnant, <laughs> uh, which is in particular, it really matters to me. <laughs> it's beautiful, I feel it. Um, so, um, but I also can understand how uh, challenging this moment can be. And um, she's just had um, a difficult time at home and also traveling, working. Uh, It's been a lot. So um, she's with us here to to receive some uh, guidance from Lama Willa, from nature and... uh, immerse herself in uh, the wilderness to really understand and feel what this body within a body on a body (laughs) (laughs) Um, means. Yes, thank you. Well, this is Dreame. She came here from Poland yesterday. Um, She lives near Warsaw on a street called Quiet Meadow. And um, she didn't say this explicitly, but I get the sense she is a long time or longish time Dharma practitioner because her name comes, it's a Tibetan name and she got it in Dharma circles. And she has been going through a very difficult experience, specifically a relationship that has been causing a lot of questions. Um, 
And one night she was on YouTube listening to a video of Lama Willa, which she finds very comforting. And she saw the invitation for this uh, retreat, which I, I think ends saying, I hope I'll see you here. And then she decided, you will see me here. <laughs> <laughs> and here she is. Oh, wow. <laughs> so good to hear your names and a bit about what drew you here. And was just taking note of how many of you, a number of you, this is your first retreat. And for some of you, the first live retreat, and for some of you, the first silent retreat. And so I just want to say, welcome, welcome to the tribe, <laughs> the tribe of yogis. And um, I hope it's an absolutely wonderful experience for you. Uh, also noticing the need for rest and for healing and just to say, nature, the natural world, the wild world, among so many other things, for many of us, has been the great healer. The great medicine is found in that temple. So we'll be seeking that medicine, actively seeking that medicine, and also seeking the answers, seeking answers. And for myself, you know, this is what brought me to this. And I definitely didn't start here as a Dharma teacher. I started in other ways, in other modes, other templates, let's say. But it was the power of the natural world and of the wilderness to transmit and heal, rebalance, and even to awaken and enlighten that brought me to this way of being and practicing. Um, and I'm so curious the ways that you've come to this and we'll have chance to share some of that with each other. That will be part of our process in the next few days. But we're also getting close to the end of the evening and I do want to make sure we start every morning with practice and that we end every day with some practice. So don't, I do want to do that. And, and also, um, recently in um, a conference that I was a part of um, called the Mind and Life Conference. I just mentioned it because some of you may have heard of Mind and Life. It's a really interesting organization and it does a lot of 
bringing together of contemplatives and neuroscientists and social scientists and humanities people um, and writers to just learn from each other. It's like a, a kind of a test tube for people to learn from each other and to support each other. And when I was there, I was working with a singer. I was on the contemplative faculty, but I was working with this singer. I had been put together with this singer. I didn't, I didn't invite her to come work with me. It was just like they had combined us as a team and said, can you work with her? And I was like, yeah, what, what can we do? And, and so one of the things that we started doing was singing and sitting. And so that is very much like what we do do in the Tibetan tradition. We chant and then we sit. And also in other Buddhist traditions as well, other Buddhisms, um, chanting and then sitting. Um, or singing of a sort and then sitting. But, but she was singing. Um, usually very simple spiritual songs and sometimes songs with no words. And I found it very moving and I found it to be a wonderful way, especially to end the day. It was almost like we were singing a lullaby to ourselves and to one another. So I want to invite us into that practice. And full disclosure, this is the first time I've ever done this with a group other than there, you know, when I was partnering with her. Um, but I'd like to try it. Would you be willing to try it? Yeah. Okay. And tonight we might, we're going to do one of her songs that I learned from her called Faith's Hymn. But in the future we might be doing some, some Buddhist chants in the next few nights as well. We've also been sitting for more than an hour and I don't ever like to do that so much. So let's stand first before we conclude because we need to love this body up. Oh, yes. And just stretching up towards the ceiling, growing tall, and you can grab a wrist and exhaling side. Nice stretch in the side body, the half moon, which is happening very soon, reaching up. Inhaling up and grabbing the other wrist and pulling over to half moon. And inhaling up tall, exhaling over. Inhaling up tall. Grabbing that wrist, exhaling over. And reaching tall and now freestyle, whatever you need to do here for a minute or so. For your body's comfort and relaxing and loosening up. And coming back to our seat.
And so Faith's hymn, I'll start by humming it once. We're going to hum it. Humming it once. And so first time, you can just listen. And then second time, you can join in. And we'll hum it together a few times over slowly. I'll tell you when to join in. <laughs> okay. You see, it's the first time. Mm-hmm. 
Bring the gong. And this will be our gong into noble silence. You can help by bringing the cushions back into rows, just rows like this in a half circle um, for the morning session. That would be great. You can do it now. I can bring it that way now. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.